0: Hey, hey, Annika here. Today is August 26, 2020. That means today, 20 years ago, I arrived in Luxembourg. I have been here 20 years. I I don't really know how that happened. I don't know how it is possible, but uh, that is the case. So I thought, you know, in a way I would like to, to celebrate because when you've lived in a country for 20 years, my goodness, that's like my whole adult life. Uh, yeah, you want to celebrate. But now we're not really celebrating things. Not with people, anyway. So I thought, I want to share some of my thoughts around this. My 20 years here. And I wrote down, in no particular order, 20 things that really stand out for me. And there are many others, but they are of a character that makes it. Impossible for me to share them with you here. Um, yes, for reasons that we're not going to go into. But I will share them when we can do live events. And so, if you t- attend my live event, I will be sharing my my twenty list, twenty items that I've been through in Luxembourg. But so the ones I want to and can share. Uh, let's just dive in. So number one, uh, I became a mother. <laughs> I had three babies in one year. For anyone now thinking, what? That's not possible. If you don't already know, I first had one child and then instantly right after I had twins. Doo-doo-doo, like that. Yes. Like it, like an uppercut. Like a, a double, triple uppercut. Doo-doo-doo, that's what it's like. Um. So that's really nice. I like to be efficient. And so that's done. Check. Got my kids. Um. Yeah, did I already say in the beginning that some of these things are really dreams? Like they, they were, they've were, they been dreams for, for a long, long, long time. And so they're dreams that came true in Luxembourg. Okay, and some are just things that really stand out for me. Uh, number two, I became an independent business owner. That's one of the dreams. That's something I had on my... I don't know, my vision, my radar, my dr- yeah, my dreams since I was, I don't know, since I was in high school. I remembered I wanted to file a fax and I wanted to write my travel schedule in there and I wanted to have uh, conferences and speaking gigs and stuff like that. So that was really a dream, to become an independent. Check, that happened in Luxembourg. I became a house owner, number three. Uh, I actually first bought a flat, an apartment, and I loved it. Oh, my goodness gracious. From my kitchen window, I saw straight into the ancient forest of Luxembourg. So peaceful. And, oh, yeah, I can add that as a bonus. One of the first walks I went on when I arrived in Luxembourg, I was told that there's this beautiful forest called Bambesch, And I went there. So you have to get yourself to a parking and then I set off. There were different paths, like the the fox, or the crow, or the owl, and you just follow those signs. So remember, this was 20 years ago, and you you didn't have the cell phone in the same. It wasn't a body part then, at least. Maybe you had one, but it definitely wasn't a body part that you carried with you. I was just out on a forest forest walk, so I wasn't addicted to my phone. I didn't have it. Uh, I walked, and I walked, and I walked. So for the sake of time, I'm not going to keep on going but five hours later I started to feel panic because there was just forest 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 and then when I was close to tears all of a sudden I was at the parking again so yep that uh, happened really next to where I then later on bought my apartment number four um I became an international speaker that's another dream oh my gosh that was back in before I moved here it was one of those dreams that you just desire and long for and like oh when you when you saw someone being a speaker it would just be like oh wow they're living the dream and that has happened really really nice thing definitely I've had multiple moments where I felt oh wow I am in this moment living my dream number five I became an author. (laughs) I've written and published five books and uh, to see your name at the back of a book with whatever title you pick for it and then to put that in a bookshelf that had been a dream for since I think since I was seven. I've been writing my personal journal since I was seven I had some before, but there's no, I mean, nobody could read what it says because they're just letters and signs. But since I was seven, I actually, and I still have them. Yes, so that happened. And I will never forget the day I got my first printed proof. So when you write a book and you publish it, you first get one printed proof, like one copy of the book. And you have to look through it and see that, yeah, this is what it's going to look like. And the guy who delivered that one copy of my book, uh, I think I scared him. I, yeah, may have traumatized him because I just went into falsetto screaming and ripped the package out of his hand. And I screamed, that's my book, that's my book. Yeah, because you bought it. Well, I didn't tell him that that was actually my book because I wrote it, but uh, yeah. I will. I will never forget that day. So, and also seeing your book become an Amazon bestseller—that's a that kind of feeling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, so that's another dream that came true here in Luxembourg. Number six, I started uh, competing in kickboxing. I already trained when I left Sweden. When I was living in Sweden, I trained, but I never had a a combat. So, started competing here. Um, and won all my combats I loved it I loved it oh my gosh I loved it I loved the trainings I loved the the extreme fear you feel before getting into the ring knowing that someone is going to step into that ring at the same time as you my heart is beating now when I say this because I think of it uh, and you know that they're going to punch as hard as they can. They're going to kick as hard as I can, as fast and as high as they can. And you better just move faster, be quicker, kick higher and harder. And I did. <laughs> <laughs> so I loved that. Uh, my mom did not, not at all. She was very angry and, uh, she told me, don't call me. Um, I get it now. Back then I thought it was just like, what, why do you not want to be part of this? My 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 dream my wins and my successes but she was so worried that something would happen to me none of my kids are going to be doing any kind of martial arts no 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 they can do ping pong that's a great sport uh well oh yeah my mom came to visit me in between two competitions so there was um you know by bus stations and construction places like where there are where they put all those posters. Someone comes in the night with glue. And they put up all the posters. And then next day there are all these, like rock concerts and stuff. There were posters for a large international gala we did. And so there were all the faces of the boxers. And one of those faces, that was me. And I was out walking with my mom when she was here. And the the background of the poster was yellow. And I was just I was looking right, left, right, left, right, left. To make sure we didn't get anywhere near um one of the yellow posters and we were sa- safe until the very end of the walk and then all of a sudden my mom goes Annika <laughs> that's when she had saw one of the yellow posters yep yeah yeah, yeah 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 okay moving on number seven um oh maybe I shouldn't share this one I don't like it but okay it really 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 marked me it stands out uh something I will never forget so Number seven is I made a complete fool of myself pitching at the ARCH Summit. Ouch. If you were there, you know what I'm talking about. If you weren't, I'll just say quickly. So the ARCH Summit was a tech convention where startups and ideas and entrepreneurs come together to pitch, to showcase, and to build business network. And I was invited to join the um, Whoopi Goldberg Women uh, Empowerment Award. And I was like, yeah, women empowerment, bring it on. And I prepared and, and I asked specifically the guy who got me involved. He's, and I said, is this about tech? Because if it is, it would be like taking a Barbie doll in a bikini and putting her uh, in a competition with robots Uh that's how stupid I would look. And he said, no, 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 It's, this is the Whoopi Goldberg Women Empowerment Awards. And he even said, I've looked through the profiles and you have an advantage over all the other candidates. So, I, And stupidly enough, I believed him. Uh, one of the greatest lessons I learned there was always check facts. Always check, always check. Never, ever, ever just take anything for granted. Check it yourself. Um... Had I done that, I would have seen and understood that this really was a tech competition. So, yeah, I'm not going to go into more detail. I pitched about women empowerment and uh, the judges and the jury, everything else was about tech. So that did not go so well. But I can tell you that this, this, that, the other, I was going to say, I can tell you this. Thanks to that horrible experience where I felt completely humiliated. I, later on, got to stand on a stage in front of 5,000 people sharing that story and how I overcame it, that it's not a prize or an award that defines your worth or your value. It is your opinion and your image of yourself. And there, I was in my element. I was doing the right thing at the right time and got a standing ovation from 5,000 people. I got to sign autographs. So that came... Thanks to the horrible experience at the Arch Summit. Moving on. Number eight. Oh, I got out of shape. Like adult kind of out of shape. Like old and fat. I put on eight kilos of fluff and fat in a very short amount of time. Like eight weeks. Because there was just too much on my plate. And uh, instead of resting or getting help... I ate chocolate, chocolate, chocolatey, chocolatey, chocolate. It was delicious. Oh my gosh. I also ate crisps, like chips and creme fraiche. Oh yeah. And I made chocolate cake, not every day, Mm, maybe every day. And I ate one serving, two servings, three servings and and I finished my kid's plate. I just ate. Yeah, that was painful, 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 painful. I've never done that ever, to myself in my life. And uh, the... When you lose respect for yourself. Oh. Ooh. Such a nasty place to be. Of course, I've been more and less out of shape, like everyone. But this one, I mean, eight kilos in eight weeks is just... Ugh. Number nine. I got back in shape. Oof, That is one of the toughest things I've put myself through. Uh, and... It happened during the corona home isolation. So no going to the gym, not having a personal trainer who tells me, do one more. Uh, Just me, me, me and me. And through WhatsApp, the support of my personal trainer. But really a mental game that is um, second to none of the things I've been through. Like preparing for a martial arts combat is nothing. It's just fun compared to getting rid of eight kilos of fat and uh, stop eating sugar and chocolatey chocolate and ev- all the things I said I ate. Yep, that definitely happened. And what an achievement it is when you actually do it. Uh, my conclusion after going through that is never, ever, ever, never, ever, 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 never, never, never take a break in your fitness routine. Ever. I mean, it could be a little thing. It could be 10 minutes of squats or 10 mini- ten minutes of push-ups, anything. Just don't stop. Don't stop. Don't make that habit of one day with nothing, two days, with nothing, a week with nothing, two weeks, a month, a year with nothing. Never stop it. Just do something small. That's what I'm sticking to now. Number 10. I interviewed the prime minister of Luxembourg, Xavier Bettel. That's... I mean, my children think that was really, really cool. And if you go to any country in the world, most citizens have not interviewed the prime minister or the president or the king or whatever it is. And that was a really really nice experience. And it was um, in my role as Luxembourg ambassador for Women's Entrepreneurship Day. Had a really lovely conversation and interview with the prime minister he's a he's someone who's really great to talk to fun and interesting entertaining number 11 Uh, I worked a decade almost a decade and a half at the European Parliament that's actually the reason I came here I was headhunted I got a phone call 20 years ago and they said hey would you like to work at the European Parliament in Luxembourg at the translation division uh, I I didn't understand. I, I thought Luxembourg was a city in Belgium. <laughs> I'm so sorry. And they said something about auxiliary, blah, 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 translation. And I, and I was like, oh, my gosh, I've been recruited to be a translator. Uh, so I left. I asked how many days, like, how long can I think of this? Three days, she said. Her name was Malian Hernandez. And I still love her so much. I didn't love her then. I got to know her then. And what I wanted to say is... I actually, after some time, ended up working with her. She recruited me. I got to work with her. And we worked side by side for many years. And uh, one of the nicest persons I know in Luxembourg. Yep, 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 yep. So that was number 11. Where's number 12? Here. I was... Oh, yes. I I thought, what did I write? It looks like I wrote, I was hungry. But yes, it is. Number 12. I was hungry for three weeks. That's the time it took for me to, like acclimatized to get used to the opening hours here so in Sweden when I left 20 years ago you could buy food 24 um, 7 w- or we have the Seven Eleven. it's open from 7 in the morning till 11 in the night and uh, 20 years ago um, that was not the case here so um, the first Sundays the first like a whole bunch of Sundays I didn't have a vehicle I didn't have a bicycle, I didn't have anything to get around, and I was living in a hotel room in the city center. So, you know, when you wake up and, oh, I'm so hungry, I should go and buy a yogurt or a piece of bread or an apple. But no, 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 I should not go and buy an apple or a yogurt or anything else. So uh, it took me three weeks, but I was like, constantly hungry for three weeks. Number 13, I learned a new language. Uh, that not many people in the world speak. I just looked at uh, Wikipedia, because I was like, how many people live in Luxembourg? And the numbers from 2019, uh, back then the population was 626,108 persons, which is the least populous, uh, one of the least populous countries in Europe. Um, But so yeah, I, uh, okay, I don't speak it fluently, fluently, but I do speak it well, I think. Um, just don't have a very wide vocabulary. Let me say that in Luxembourgish. There you go, I said it. I said I speak Luxembourgish. I think I speak it pretty well, but I have a limited vocabulary. I'm trying to work on that every day. The thing is, with Luxembourgers, they have, whether they want to or not, they have to accept the fact that there are so many foreigner, foreigners living here. So they speak 27 languages. No, but they speak Luxembourgish, German, French. Uh, some speak Portuguese, Italian, Spanish. And some speak English. Not everyone, but some do. So when you start speaking and it sounds like you're not doing so well, they just slide over to another language so it's hard to get good at it to my defense uh, number 14 i was invited to the castle of the grand duke and his family as a like a thank you for being a mentor in a program program called the young enterprise project where i mentored youth my kids thought that was really cool i remembered the stress about the dress code cuz i didn't get it i didn't uh i didn't get what it meant so i asked everyone I know, and everyone said something different. Uh, at the end it all worked out fine. So I had to stand in line in the castle. I had to stand in line, and then they called out your name. Really, really, yeah, very nice ceremony. And then you had to walk up to the royal family and shake their hands and, and bow. It was really nice. Nice experience. Number 15. I was invited to the palace. So before I said the castle, now I'm saying the palace to meet with the Ed de Caen of the Grand Duchess. We were talking about collaboration for youth. And as I was waiting for my appointment to start, uh, they led me into this room with, oh my goodness, uh, paintings, pictures, art, um, and a table that was had like a glass top surface with different compartments. And in each compartment, there was a gun Like a handgun from, yeah, it looked like from very, very, very long time ago. uh, That had, I think, then belonged to different generals and um, important people. That was nice. And the second I got out of there, I called my grandmother to share all the details with her. Um, She loves anything royal, royal families and stuff like that, so... Uh, It was nice to share that with her. She's in heaven now. All right, number 16. I became a much better version of me. Not just like growing up and adult kind of thing. But uh, the reason is because I invested my life savings into personal development. And who knows? Had I stayed in Sweden, would I have done that? I don't know. I don't know. I was already interested in the topic of you know, exploring yourself, self-awareness, understanding this and that, understanding everything. But, oh my goodness, um, I'm grateful for that. Grateful for the transformation. Yep. Number 17, I became a single mother. That's the toughest thing I know of. Um, Raising three children that are born in a year alone in a foreign country, with all that that means, it means when, when the kids get the gastric flu and you get it too, everyone is puking and doing other things. And you can't call your mom and cry and say, please come and take them. You actually cannot call anyone. So I have had to get to know really up close and personal what it means to be alone. And... um at the same time, if you flip that coin, a single mother gets to get... Yeah, I mean, you get so much love. You get all the love. You get all the snuggles, all the secrets, all the cuddling, all the comfort, all the everything. The massage and the kisses and the paintings and the... Yeah, right now, uh, my middle child is making pancakes. So when I get out of the recording studio, it's going to be a surprise of like either thick fumes and smelling of fire or lovely pancakes on a plate or something in between we'll see all right number 18 oh yeah I started a podcast (laughs) on my 45th birthday I still can't really get that I'm 45 but I am so I started a podcast and that's also one of those dreams Uh, I didn't have it before I came to Luxembourg I didn't know that there was such a thing as a podcast 20 years ago I don't know if they existed but it's been with me for years and um I must say that seeing this podcast hit number one on the hot new podcasts on Apple podcast list to get to number one in the category of education, to get to number one in self-help and listed as number one of podcasts uh, downloaded in Luxembourg uh, during launch the launch period and now listened to in 19 countries. I am very, very, very happy about that one. And thank you to everyone who's listening. Thank you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. All right, um, just shifting my notes here with all the 20 things. Number 19. Oh, yeah, this one sucks. I tried out um, at, for what was at the time Luxembourg's best female basketball team. Before coming here, um, well, through my whole teenage years and getting older, I played basketball. And uh, so the, the the thing is, the person I bought my house from used to be one of the top trainers for the female team. And he said, you should come and try out. You should play with us. And I was like, yeah. And I asked him, which is the best team? And he gave me, he said, this is the team. I'm not going to say which team because I'm saying something bad about them now. And so I practiced and I practiced and I prepared and I prepared. I like if my life depended on it and I got to um, the practice. Uh, well, long story short, I left crying. I'm not a I'm not a crybaby. I think, I don't. Well, anyway, I left crying because the girls would not give me a pass. They would pass behind me when we were doing exercises. The braid, for example, if you know that you, you give a pass, you run, and then you run across each other. But they gave me the pass behind me, so I looked like I failed every time. I have never ever, not before and not after, scored one hundred percent. Like every shot I did went in. On that training, uh, but still, they didn't want me. I was not one of them. I left crying. That's uh, I'll remember that. Number twenty, I had acute surgery. Um, after eight sinus infections, I got a cyst in my right sinus maximus. That's the like the the hole that is hidden under your eye. So if you tap the cheekbone there, that's where I had one. And so what they do is they go in. Through the mouth, they lift it, like if you put your finger through between the teeth and the lip. Maybe I should take my finger out when I explain. Um, and then they lift the skin off the face, drill a hole in the in the bone, pierce the cyst and like <sharp inhale> hoover it out. <laughs> I don't know, what it vacuum clean it out, and suck it out with the, one of those machines. And then also they had to break my nose bone because you need to have open really open pathway to, uh, so that it heals. And I had, from the boxing, I had some pff, broken pieces of bone and stuff that grows out when, when you keep punching on the nose. So they had to break the bone and scrape that off. And then they put in, on I don't know what you call the middle wall in the nose. Well, they put on a silicone plate and stitched it through that wall to hold the nose, like to to let it heal. And to stop the bleeding, they put one of those long cotton not a tampon but a cotton tube like that like the dentist puts in your mouth when he does the cleaning stuff and it's so gross when they take it out because it's attached to your teeth (laughs) anyway I had them off my nose the long ones and I can tell you when I woke up and saw myself in the mirror I cried not from pain but I was so ugly so ugly Oh my goodness. I didn't have a nose. I just had like a face and two holes straight in. Like a pig. Yeah, like a pig. That was not nice. Ah, Yeah, that's it. That was my list of 20. And I want to add a bonus. uh, Which is all the friends from all over the world. When you live in Luxembourg, um, and hey, I've been here 20 years. You get to meet people that come here from all around the world, literally um that's a nice thing i like multiculturalism and, and the international feeling and you get that more here than anywhere else i think all right so 20 years in luxembourg um, i hope you are having a great time and a great day wherever you are and i look forward to talking to you soon take care thank you for listening